0: Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions, an opportunity for
1: you to get a seat at the table. We've got some great speakers today like Amelia Antonetti, a human behavior expert and the creator of The Genius Key, David Meltzer, host of The Playbook, and Kristen Kingsbury, helping build generational wealth through real estate. Glenn believes that if you can change the way people start their day, it'll make a massive impact in their life. So pull up a seat and let's join in on Breakfast with Champions
2: actually want to see your perfect day. I have something that's called a perfect day board. I really want you to create a perfect day, a visual, an auditory and a kinesthetic version of that perfect day. Cause I promise you that the minute you describe a perfect day to anybody in your life who loves you, they will start bringing it to you. Um, I have my perfect day up in my office. You know, anybody walks in, can see it. And what that allows me to do is somebody looks at my perfect day and realizes that I love, like madly in love with coffee. I like everything about coffee. I like the way it smells, the way it looks. I like the way it tastes. I I actually used to call my cup of coffee my boyfriend because I'd be like, oh my God, I love him. I love the way he smells. I love the way he tastes. I literally would have these videos talking about me and coffee. And so you can walk in and see that that's something that resonates with me, and bring me a cup of coffee and the joy that my face tells you because it's part of my perfect day, right? I have my snuggle time, even though my kids are older, right? I still have snuggle time where I actually make them sit and snuggle, and we watch, you know, a little clip of something that they're actually doing. It's usually YouTube or or, or TikTok or something, but that little snuggle time it means the world to me but it's on my my day board. And so when you articulate what is a perfect day to you, it's so easy to gift that to others. And I encourage parents, I encourage if you have children, please have your kids create a perfect day board for themselves because you're going to see little tiny reflections of what has meaning to them. It's when you come in, it's gonna make me cry, When you, my my kids, when I come in at night just to check on them and I just take the corner of the sheet and I place it on their ear. Doesn't make any sense to any of them. My mother did it for me, I do it for my kids. I just take it and I just cover up the little side of their little, little ear. And my kids now say to me, you know, mom, when you come in and you do that little thing with my ear, right, it means something. I have something called a pinky promise. And my kids all have on their day board their pinky promise, right? It's a tool that we actually use so that they know that they can come and grab my little pinky. It doesn't matter where I am heading out, stepping on stage, going on TV, getting on a flight, working with a client. If they walk in and grab my little pinky, I unbelievably stop on the dime and they get my full attention. That is their tool that they use for me that they know they are my number one priority and they can cash in that pinky promise at any given time. And we will stop life immediately and focus 100% on them. My son is 28 years old and he's used it three times in his life, but he will tell you that the three times he had to use his pinky promise. Life was really, really hard. He called me from college. It was his first year in college and he called me said, mom, three o'clock in the morning. I have to use the pinky promise. I need you to come get me and don't ask me any questions. It took him three years before he told me what happened that night, but I came to pick him up, but he knew he had the power to be able to have me lean in and help him without being questioned. And so if you have children, have them create, a perfect day board, see the pictures that they put on it, see that the words that they choose, it will be the way to you gift for them in their language, what happiness means to them. And so before I run out of time, I do, if, if the moderators on stage would like to chime in, have any comments, uh, want to jump in Trevor, I freaking love you, adore you. Um, I, I just want to welcome in anybody who's got uh, two cents about rooted behavior, beliefs, Anything that you heard about here that was valuable, I am all ears. It
3: was definitely valuable.
4: Hey, Amelia, it's How are you today?
2: Hello, good morning.
4: I'm so excited by this conversation that I popped in when I did because. I was just on a um, hiatus with my mom, actually off social media, off clubhouse and stuff um, in Mexico for a couple weeks after her mother passed away. We were sitting at dinner one day and I had actually learned this idea of cultivating your perfect day and really like not just manifesting it, but writing it down in the um, book called When God Winks. And I had always said God wink and like looking for God winks in your day. And so I'd never heard that there was an actual book around it. So I was really surprised when I was reading it. Quick read, really beautiful um, and impactful. And so I'm sitting there and my mom had gone through so many transitions this year, um, l- walking um, away from a marriage of, of a long time, 36 years I believe it is, her mom passing away, letting go of her two businesses, um, transitioning into living with me and into a new position and all these different things. And so I'd sat with her and. I asked her this question and her answer was so much more simple than the day that she lives every single day. And I think there's so much for us to understand that this isn't just a practice when you're young, it isn't just a practice in the moment that you're in today, but in every transition of your life, I'm really reflecting on what that perfect day evolves into and realizing even as an entrepreneur, like part of my perfect day is getting to work with people, is getting to cultivate and create and serve and speak and all of that, but that's gonna evolve and that's gonna change. And so this is not just a practice, for right now. It's a practice for forever. So um, just take note of that and realize that it's a great question not only to ask yourself, but to also ask the people that you love as they're in a state of transition because it brought a lot of healing and peace to her as she recognized that all the things she was doing wasn't fully what was bringing her joy and perfection in what her vision of the day was. So thanks for sharing this conversation.
2: Thank you so much. And that's a great book. When God brings is uh, written by Squirrel Rushnell, R-U-S-H-N-E-L-L. It's a great quick little read. Um, and it's a great reminder. And you know, when you actually do your perfect day, when you really nail down for yourself what that perfect day is, and you look at it, and then you say, Okay, what do I need to do in order to have more many, many, many more perfect days? You'll see that the lift to deliver that perfect day is actually far easier than you realize and trevor i know you and i talked about that too when we talked about some of the things that you really aspire for when you really peel it back on what it actually is going to take it is not the millions and millions of dollars that people kind of put upon themselves so they're waiting to start living because they think they need more time or they need more money when the reality is you can start living right now this second because the things that matter the most are the things that cost the least
5: 100 percent and i'm excited to start living i'm gonna put my perfect day on paper and i think you're right you know i mean once i have it written down like that and i start putting it in my calendar and i'm going to start figuring out ways to create that perfect day more and more and more and more and um, I, I love it thank you amelia you know what you were talking about the tactical right you were talking about the behavioral and the tactical you have a lot of tactical, you know, things you you talk about too. I want you to know that you got a lot of tactical <laughs> stuff as well. That's just I, the behavior, but it's
2: always rooted in a behavior, right? I always I got to go back to say, is there a behavior that's in conflict with my tactics? Because that's normally what happens is we have this tactical plan without spending a time to go, okay, is there something that I believe or is there a habit or behavior that I have that counter out the tactics that I just did? Again, the analogy of I just spent an hour in the gym trying to be Brian Benstock, but then I just ate four meals of McDonald's, which means I counterbalance that. And so that's normally what happens is you may have a great plan, but your beliefs and your behaviors are in conflict with it and you go nowhere. So that is what I'm trying to do here on our behavior seg- segments every Friday is to give people real life uh, awareness to take inventory of what's really going on in their life so that they can unwind it for themselves. And Trevor, I'm expecting your 25 and your perfect day <laughs> so that I can jump in and help you because there you are a, just a gift to the world. So if I can be part of your happiness in any way, shape or form, I am two feet in.
5: Well, I'm so grateful for you. I I really, really am. And um, yeah, you're going to get it. I'm going to get you that. And uh, you can pick on me anytime. Anytime you want to pull out some roots, you just come pick on me and pull them roots out. All right. (laughs) I appreciate you.
2: That's a blessing. So I know we're at the top of the hour. Um, It is Mr. Magical Meltzer. I believe I'm looking to see if I can find him. I am scrolling. <laughs> there he is. I can't. I'm like. I know he's here somewhere. There you are. There you are, Mr. David Melzer. My again, my long term friend. Um, for anybody who doesn't know that, Dave came into my life um, at a time where I really, really needed a wake up call. I was way hypercharged in my business and way hypercharged on so many other things. Um, and he has been a beautiful light in my life that continues to give me knowledge nuggets. Um, he just a couple of months ago now, I think we're at, I think we're at seven weeks that we're something like that, he uh, pushed upon me another thought about starting my day uh, the night before, which I fought. I fought, I fought, I fought because I didn't think I could actually do that. And so I have put that practice in. And Mr. Meltzer, I have to say you once again, you are amazing and incredible. And starting my day the night before has really brought so much joy um, to my children more than anything else. Myself, yes, but to my children. So thank
3: you, my friend, for that. Can I say something familiar real quick? Yeah, please. Yeah, because what you said today, I, I, you know, you, sometimes when you get in the coaching business and you you greed a lot and you all that stuff, there seems like you know all these ideas are recycled. But I never heard the idea of yeah, of course you hear about vision boards, but I never heard of a perfect day board. And, you know, the blind master speaking, by the way, um, you know, that's something that I'm definitely going to implement. I want to do it with my son. I want to do it with my wife. All kind of cool stuff. And I'm normally on here at like the 5 and 6 o'clock hour and stuff like that. But for some reason, something called me to jump in this room uh, today in the the 9 o'clock hour. And, man, I'm telling you, you spoke to my soul real quick. I just wanted to let you know that. I appreciate you.
2: Wow. You have the sexiest voice on the planet. (laughs) Holy Toledo.
6: I, I used to. What happened? Oh <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh, that is inc- that is a gift. You can talk to me anytime. <laughs> I
7: appreciate
6: it. So I love that. All right. Amelia, Simble I love down,
7: you. Send down 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 over there, Amelia. Getting all fired. Oh, G. What's goodness. up, G. What's up, Meltzer? How are you, sir?
6: Oh man, you know what? Uh negative behavior works in its favor, so uh I loved hearing about our behavioral sides of what's going on and how positive behavior can accumulate without the expectation that it needs to be overnight. So that's why that perfect day means a lot to me. Although I am a little jealous. I've been told I have a, a face for radio, but a voice for it as well. So uh, thanks, Amelia, for what a great session that was. Hey, G, you <laughs> want to set the room for me and bring up Jakey Bakey?
7: Yeah, got Jake. Jake, Jakey Bakey is up. Hey, Dave, I'm here. Um, But this is Breakfast with Champions, Millionaire Breakfast Club. Uh, We are here Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We're also here on Saturdays from 6 to noon, giving everybody an opportunity to have a seat at the table, right? To hang out with some of those that are doing the things that we, some of the things that you know you can do that reach some of those levels you know you can reach. Amelia just put it down in the past hour before that we had Brian and Michelle pouring <laughs> wisdom in us into us Brielle ran a great session and we talked this morning about are we taking it all too seriously sometimes and so it's been a fabulous session this morning it's just about to get Even better, now that Mr. Meltzer is in the room, this is my guy, my coach, my mentor, my friend, an amazing husband, an amazing father, an amazing businessman, and a guy who's doing things everywhere, this dude is everywhere right now. TV shows, podcasts, interviews, uh, speaking on stages, traveling the world, writing books, like I don't know what this guy's not doing. It'd be easier to write that list than it would the list of all the things he is doing so hit the plus sign bottom right hand corner of your screen invite some of your friends to come join us right here on breakfast with champions one of the great things about the uh, digital breakfast tables there's always room for one more so invite your friends get them on in here make sure you're following our club and everyone else inside of this room and with that said i want to hand the mic over to my man mr dave Meltzer, and the one and only Jakey. Bakey. <laughs>
6: Thank you, Glenn. I, I, I got a comment, Jake, before you set uh, the room back up. You know, Glenn is just an amazing person. Uh, I've been working with him for a couple years now and just to see the growth, but more importantly, the good deeds that he's doing. And that's what I want to talk about is, you know, this impact that we all can have. And in the pursuit of, you know, our potential, uh, that impact uh, is incredible. If we're doing good deeds, I have a saying be kind to your future self, do good deeds. And I don't think we elevate the idea of how simple it is to do good deeds. So I thought we'd take uh, this hour of power, the breakfast of champions, Jakey, uh, to talk about uh, a good deed that we did or we witnessed. Um, you know, the greatest thing about happiness uh, and good deeds is that, that, you know, when we do a good deed, Serotonin's release, released right dopamine oxytocin serotonin endorphins are released the dose of happiness is given to us not only in the emotional sense but in the biochemical sense in our bodies but the person that receives our good deeds also has a dose that dopamine oxytocin serotonin endorphins release they become happy but the most extraordinary exponential thing about doing good deeds is that those people who witness a good deed dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins are released, are happy. So by doing a good deed, uh, which is by the way, the only way we can change the way we feel because we can't out logic a feeling. You can sit there all day and tell yourself, let it go, don't worry, don't worry, let it go. It's gonna be fine. It's not gonna change the way you feel. But when you take the action of the higher being, the higher self, the higher power of doing something good, the dose of happiness is given to the person who does the good deed, the person who receives the good deed, but exponentially all the people who witness the good deed. So I'm going to have some witnesses today. I'm going to have some people who have done good deeds and receive them. And so Jakey, if you can set the room, what I'd like to do is go ahead, set the room. I'll talk about a good deed and the story and lesson behind it and share that. So we're going to have doses of doses of doses of happiness in this hour of power, the breakfast of champions. And then I want people to come up here and share their good deeds or the ones that they've received or the ones that they've witnessed. And uh, I think this is going to set this room on fire. Jake, go ahead, set the room for us.
8: Amazing. Thank you for that,
6: Dave. Uh,
8: Happy Friday, everybody. This is the Breakfast with Champions, 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific Time Edition. Glenn did an incredible intro earlier, but as an add-on, we are going to be doing, as Dave mentioned, uh, Dave's going to start with his good deed that he did, witnessed, or received, and then feel free to uh, flash your mics to then uh, share a good deed that you uh, have done, witnessed, or received. So, Feel free to use that plus bar at the bottom. Invite anyone that you think would benefit from this conversation. It's going to be an hour of power, as, as Dave mentioned, and uh, we will be bringing you up uh, one by one. Thank you so much, everybody. And Dave, if you want to start with
6: your uh, good deed, that'd be incredible. Yeah, I'm going to talk about one that I witnessed um, when I was at my daughter's graduation in New Orleans, uh, you know, there's a lot of homeless people. And... Uh, I took, uh, my, my son has a, a favorite place. He's 11 years old called Willie's chicken, uh, shack, and they have the best chicken tenders, uh, in the world. is his favorite, favorite place. And, you know, we're walking there and, and I usually give and hold $2 bills and, you know, have him, uh, give those $2 bills to the homeless, look them in the eye and tell them, God bless you. Um, and, you know, Jake, I know is there as, as well. And, And giving away that money, I could see Jake's face. And I said, see how you feel? Have you ever spent your money in a better way, Jake? Any pair of shoes, any shirt that you've bought, pair of pants, a car, anything you've ever bought make you feel that way? And he looked at me and he's choking up and he said no. And so we go to Willie's Chicken Shack with with Miles, my 11-year-old son, and we get up to order. And he says, you know, I I want two five-piece chicken uh things i said oh man i i can't eat that it's too fattening you know I'm, I'm over 50. that stuff will stick with me for two months uh miles i'll just have a bite of yours he said no it's not for you i said oh well jake doesn't uh eat that uh you know you know have... no not for jake i was like what do you mean he goes dad we're, we're, we're gonna give this food away and i was like oh man what what it, <laughs> uh, it, it i get took up thinking about it but Children don't listen to you, but they watch you. And here he had seen and felt and heard what it felt like to do good deeds. And it pressed upon him to make sure that he continued that. And it'll probably impact him the rest of his life, as it had when my father, uh, I remember, pulled a guy out of a stairwell in a motel and brought him into the breakfast place at the motel, and people were staring at us. And, you know, out of all the things my father's done, that's the one thing that he did that just stuck out to me and had such an impact in my life and so uh you know let's pay it forward i'm you know taking a a little bit of a risk by talking about something as simple as good deeds but i think the more we share these deeds the greater the doses of happiness and i'm here to empower over a billion people to be happy trying to utilize whatever mechanisms and information and inspiration i can to do that so jake why don't we bring up Someone to share their good deed—one that they witnessed or received.
8: Sure, and Dave, that that good deed I will definitely truly cherish for the rest of my life. And uh, thank you so much for that opportunity. But uh, yeah, next up, I think Kamla K. Would you like to share your good deed that you've received, witnessed, or uh, or?
9: Hi, Jake. Hi, Dave. Glenn. Everyone. Lolita. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for having me up. So I was so excited. To share only because literally as David was talking, was giving that example I my ATM card was in the machine as he started talking and then I was just listening in and then I realized that he was getting to start talking about a good deed so as a woman going to the mechanic can sometimes be a bit daunting because you just never know what they're gonna say but thankfully I do have a mechanic that's very honest and I was hearing these weird noises with my car and I happened to be traveling out of town So I brought my car to the mechanic who, mind you, lives two hours away from me because I trust him that much. I go there. And um, so I went this morning, had them look at my car. They did not charge me. And it was just so amazing because they got me in last minute. So I didn't have any cash on me. So I left the mechanic after they finished checking out my car, did not charge me. I went to the ATM, got some money out so that I can go back and buy them lunch. And of course, they were very appreciative of it. But it was just so ironic that literally, as David was talking about, your good deed for the day I was at the, at the, mechan- at the ATM trying to make sure that I would just pay it forward because I was just so thankful that they were so honest. And the fact that they did all that and didn't charge me was just such a blessing. So that was my good deed, literally five minutes ago. So this is Kamala Kay. Thanks for allowing me to share.
6: That's awesome. And I think what's important is they probably one or the other, this is the chain reaction I'm talking about. They probably did that for free to you because somebody did something for them. And now that you've come back and, done something back for them, it's just going to continue to carry that positive uh, dose of happiness again and again. It's amazing the great chain of happiness that can occur. It's so viral. Uh, it's It's incredible. And I think that's a classic pragmatic example of how one little act of kindness creates a whole chain of other acts of kindness. And I applaud you uh, for number one, acknowledging people doing good deeds, but also reciprocating and continuing that great chain of happiness. Thank you so much, Kamala. Hey,
10: listeners. If you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day.
9: Thanks so much, David.
8: Okay. Uh, Dr. John, do you want to share a good deed that you did, witnessed, or received either this week
11: or today? You know, it's funny. I'm actually in the shower. I just turned the water off. Uh, <laughs> I was listening in. didn't expect to be on stage. Um, I'll share a quick one. I, um, in 1994, I was at Life Mastery in Cancun, Mexico with Tony Robbins with like three other, 3,000 other people.
5: And I realized that up to that
11: point in my life, I was totally focused on trying to get better, trying to get smarter, trying to do more of my career. And I, a lot of the people that I hung out with were out helping people. And I realized I had a huge gap in my life. And so I decided to do two things. Um, one, I decided to, that I would donate like 10 gallons of blood over my life. And, uh, I'm happy to say about three weeks ago, I, I hit my ninth gallon, 72 pints. And then the other one was that I would start a Thanksgiving basket brigade in Connecticut because there wasn't one. And I was really moved by the story that Tony talked about, you know, where his family you know somebody delivered a basket of food to them anonymously and so on so i, I got back to connecticut in uh, september and i started trying to pull it together and the first year was a nightmare trying to raise money and even just trying to find the families to help because people did, people wanted to know what your angle was but um, we somehow pulled it off that first year this was back before there was gps we were xeroxing maps from a road atlas and trying to find houses and it was very moving because a lot of the places that we delivered to were um it was intense there's a there's a there was a project in uh, New Haven Connecticut called I think it was called West Rock Circle and I was trying to find it and so I I asked some kids in this other project and they looked at me and they go you know like what do you want to go there for like are you are you crazy man and uh it was scary because when you got to the got there, you know the people didn't have glass in their windows. They had plywood over the windows, and you know, every time you delivered a basket, you could tell the door had been kicked in multiple times. You could just look at the door jam and see it was all smashed or whatever. But uh, the first basket I ever delivered was in Fairhaven, um, in another neighborhood in New Haven, and. Uh, I remember going up to the door and not knowing what was going to happen. I knocked on the door, and no one answered, and I knocked on the door again. And finally, the door opens, and I look down, and there's this little kid, probably four years old, four or five years old, and he's wearing shorts, and I said, hey, is your mom here? You know, we have your Thanksgiving basket. So he leaves the door wide open. He runs back to get his mom, and she comes around in the corner kind of with a, very concerned look on her face. And I just said, hi, we, I have your Thanksgiving basket. And I set it down, and she's holding a baby in her arms. And uh, the little guy that opened the door for me uh, actually jumped up in my arms and gave me a hug. And uh, it was really, you know, I had to do everything I could not to have the tears just pouring down my face. And then um, uh, as I was leaving, he had a little, set of beads around his neck and uh as i was leaving he uh he took the beads off and he goes hey mister you know i, I give i give you my beads you know you take my bead and uh I actually you know a few years later i actually i was at a at an event with tony robbins and i was volunteering for tony and you know day with destiny out in palm Springs and i had a chance to you know share that with him and show him the beads because i carried them around Sadly, I think when I moved, I, I don't know where they are. They're probably in some box or something somewhere. I don't know where they are. But um, I think the p- thing that I didn't realize when I was young is that I used to think the people that did that were saints. And they are. But, but the other part of it is you get the, those are the best days of the year. So we did 25 basketball brigades, 25 consecutive ones before I moved out of Connecticut. And it was a huge thing, and it, it it grew, and people loved doing it. And I we'd have the best. I can remember one year, I had Girl Scouts from a Girl Scout troop, and I had uh, you know a relatively famous rapper from Brooklyn that came up with his crew, and we had a DJ, and they were doing rap performances. And I had very well off people from Fairfield County that were that were volunteering their time, and I had people that were obviously probably could have used the basket they were, they were part of the whole thing. So you get incredible joy when you give from your heart and you expect nothing in return. I'm, I'm Dr. John. I'm going to hand back mine.
6: Thank you, Dr. John. I, uh, it's interesting because you said one thing that passed everyone by, I think, which is, you know, my friends were like, what's your angle? And I, I think that's important. In the resistance of doing good deeds is that we actually face judgment and condition and scrutiny for the snapshot of who we were. Uh, What does that mean? You know, I, when I turned 50, I'm the chairman of unstoppable, which most people know. And I, I decided because the foundation was created by Cynthia Kersey, uh, when she turned 50 and she had a birthday party to raise the money to start the foundation that I travel around the world, I'll do 50 birthday parties, uh, and build community centers in Africa for the charity. And it was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. uh weeks in a row. People were it. it was all. You know, I'm laying at the table. Yeah, I wonder, if his angle is. I wonder if he's getting paid for this. And my wife was so offended. You know, because she knew what I'm putting in. She knew uh, what it took to. Party around the world and how it meant to me, and do so. My uncle has. I'm back. Jake, are you there?
8: Yeah, we hear you well, (laughs) David. All right,
6: sorry about that. Um, I, I, you know, he's only known me from you know really hung out with me from 16 to 22 and that is the dave melcher that he knew so i think it's important that you know when we make positive changes that we don't worry about the judgments and conditions others people put by the snapshots of who they knew before that we're allowed to grow and learn and change we're allowed to do good deeds even if we've done bad deeds in the past and we may not know what we know that's okay everyone i think i face the fear a lot of times even with my mission of empowering over a billion people to be happy when I walked the beach and thought about it, my first concern was what everybody else would think of me. He's crazy. He thinks he's Jesus. He thinks he's Tony Robbins. How the heck? you're Don't do the good deed. It's the higher vibration. It's the truth. It's your potential. It's your higher self. It's your higher being. And there is nothing except for vulnerability that will make you invulnerable when you do good deeds and go ahead and allow people to ask what's your angle and you could tell them my angle is to create a dose, a dose of happiness, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins that will be propelled by those who do good deeds, those who receive them and those especially who witness them. And that story doctor, uh, was exactly what happens, how it just builds and compounds on itself. Sorry for rambling myself, Jakey bakey. Let's keep this thing moving. Thank you so much.
8: Amazing just quickly resetting the room. This is the breakfast with Champion, 6 a.m. Pacific 9 a.m. Eastern Time Edition with David Meltzer uh, We are here talking about a good deed that you did that you witnessed or that you received So feel free if you'd like to chime in just to uh, flash your mic and we will aim to get everyone on board to talk about uh, The good deed. So next up we've got David Moreno Dave uh, if you'd like to turn off mute and chime in that'd be great
12: Jake thanks for the introduction um So so my takeaway today in terms of good deeds is do good deeds, whether small or big, and obviously do them with no expectation of receiving. I'm thinking about something that happened very, very recently in my life. As Dave knows, a lot of folks know my wife is pregnant, so she's at that stage where she has very, very specific cravings, one of which is this uh, local ice cream shop that I go to about two or three times a week. So last week I'm in there and, you know, the, the, the woman working the ice cream shop, it's usually pretty slow, but for whatever reason at that point. There was a family of about ten, and they had a very, very specific order. And they were being rough on the lady. And you know, I had to wait about 25 minutes for my ice cream, but I sat there, I waited patiently. Didn't know what she was going through that day. Um, ordered my ice cream, and I just left her a $10 tip. Didn't say anything to her. Didn't didn't do anything. I left. But because my wife is pregnant, I was back in that ice cream shop about two days later. And the woman who was in her 60s, when she saw me, she started crying. She said I was having the roughest day. Uh, when you were here on Tuesday. And the fact that you weren't upset at me because you had to wait so long and you went out of your way to give me $10, means the world to me. And I went home and I told my husband because it made me feel so special. So for me, it's just do good deeds whenever you can. You never know what people are going through, whether it's a smile or a compliment, or even a small tip, it can go a long way.
6: And Dave, I have a question for you. Um, Do you order ice cream every time that your wife uh, sends you out?
12: I was, Dave, and that's how I got shamed once by a good
6: friend of mine who, who a name on this podcast I'm joking but no I'm joking. <laughs> I, know. Hey, I, I, I I all four of my kids I gained weight I don't know how how that happened but i I looked pregnant by the time they were born uh it was <laughs> it was amazing uh yeah the, the simplest things can change people's lives and uh it's a great great example thank you so much All right, Jake, let's bring somebody else up.
8: Yeah, Tamara Andres, if you'd like to unmute and share, that'd be great.
4: Paisley, turn the TV off. Let's go. Oh, man, someone's getting their day started with the TV off. I love it. Someone's mute, unmuted, but uh, loving, loving this conversation so much. Um, I'm thinking uh, in addition to this understanding that it's just for that dose, which I'm totally, David, going to pick that up and put that in my tool bowl. I love the, just the phraseology of that and the intrigue that someone would have to further the conversation and that pay it forward experience. Um, but there's this other layer of, of doing for others when there's a communication barrier. And a few years ago, like five years ago, we were in Guadalajara for Christmas with my little ones and my husband's family all lives there. And we were at what they would consider a Walmart. And um, we're in line and there was a couple who what you could tell was doing all of their Christmas Eve shopping for their family, for their kids specifically. And um, they got up and they weren't able to pay the bill. And, um, and it was pretty substantial. They had bikes and, and doll houses and all of that. And they just kind of looked at each other um, when the card was declined. And my husband simultaneously looked at each other. Um, and he he just, without even thinking, just went up and, and gave his card. And they, they were just saying, no, 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 no. And like shaking their head. And we couldn't really speak a full conversation. And he just said, no, 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 like, and just kept touching his heart. Um, because we weren't fluent enough in our language at that point to be able to share why or how or any of the answered questions that they may need that they didn't have to pay us back that there was none of that um, and just Feliz Navidad you know and we hugged each other and now at this point the wife is crying and the the man literally just stood there stunned um, and I think so often people think that there needs to be this like next step process and I think it's so beautiful with the language barrier that any time I go into Mexico to just give that extra sense of love. Um, um, i think that we forget when we go to other countries that they're they're working not only extra hard to serve but they're also doing it for a lot less money um, and so those extra pesos uh can change their world um so that's my story i'm Tamara. thanks for letting me share
6: oh my god i'm in tears Tamara. there's just a reminder that love is a language the highest vibrating language there is and uh, these acts of kindness uh you know, transmit and translate all languages, uh, because it is a language that's of a higher frequency. That's what love is. And by giving, we are communicating love. And we're also recollecting, reminding, remembering what we're connected to and through not only each other, but this great source of love in light that we can only liberate by giving. And uh, wow, <clears throat> what a great story. Um, Jake, take it away before I start crying on the clubhouse.
8: <laughs>
6: of course. Uh
8: Michelle Mitchell, would you like to share?
13: Okay. Uh Mike Momola, do you want to share your uh, good deed that you did, witnessed, or received? Sure, absolutely. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. Uh, mine is one that I received, which al- ultimately led to me giving uh, Dave, I was wearing my, uh, my shorts suit. For those who don't know, I had a, a suit that I had tailored because I lost some weight and I told them when, when they pulled the waist and, and the jacket in to also take 12 inches off the bottom. And so I think me and LeBron were the ones at the same time back, uh, that, that went out with short suit. I was, I think the, one of the attorneys who got most of the backlash for it. Pretty funny, but, but, but you, were short,
6: you were the short version of the short was, and he's exactly the tall. Exactly
13: version. Right, Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I had to go to a business meeting. I was wearing the short suit. I jumped out of my car. I was running late and I was literally jogging across the street. And I heard a guy say, Hey man, I love that short suit. And I said, excuse me. He said, I love that short suit. So I stopped in my tracks and I walked across the street. I said, can you do me a favor? Can you say that one more time? And I want to record that because some of my partners at one of my companies We're busting my chops about it. And I want to show them that people actually like this. So he said, yeah, of course. So I put record on and he said, hey, man, I want you to know I love this guy's short suit. This is it. You should all be wearing it. It looks great. And By the way, you're hearing this from a disabled homeless veteran. And I said, wait, are you a disabled homeless veteran? And he said, yes, sir. So I turned the camera off and I said, man, I said, you just, Changed my world. I said I have to tell you something. I said this weekend. I played in a poker tournament and I'm not much of a poker player, but I said to myself if I make it to the final table I'm going to give half of my winnings to charity and I made it to the final table and Not only did I make it to the final table. I ended up splitting the pot for the whole tournament essentially winning it with one other person And when I made that promise to myself that if I won, I'm going to give half to charity, I didn't know what that charity was. I said, but I do now. And I reached in my back pocket and I pulled out this big wad of money and I started peeling off money, literally putting it into his hand and kept going and going. And you can literally see this guy who's a disabled veteran, big, burly, still very muscular guy, eyes welling up, tears coming down his cheek. He's crying. I'm crying. I'm giving him what I won that I only won because I know that it was all a result of him. And I I finished counting off the money and he just gives me this giant bear hug, squeezes me and says, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You changed my life. And I said, no, you changed mine with a simple smile and a simple, Hey man, I love your short suit. That's what happened. So it's the reciprocal effect of the greatness we do in each other. And so for me, that was just an incredibly powerful moment. And Dave, thank you for, for giving me the opportunity to share that again. Happy Friday, everyone.
6: Happy Friday. And when we set our intention and our intention, the coincidences occur. And I know someone earlier was talking about the calling uh, that they had, uh, and we talked about the coincidence. I think it was Tamara at the, at the bank machine, at the ATM, and You know, it's amazing when you put the good deed intention out there, how the good deeds are given, received and witnessed. Uh, And so I want to take a moment to remind you, remember and recollect that you need to put your attention and your intention into doing good deeds. And these coincidences of giving, receiving and witnessing will be a part of your daily life, the part of the daily dose, the dopamine, the oxytocin, the serotonin and the endorphins they need in this environment, simply to be happy, to have the ultimate fulfillment of happiness and joy in your life. Uh, So thank you, Mike, for sharing the story about, to me, the intention and the coincidences uh, that all occur in this wonderful universe that we are living in. Jake, you still awake? Still awake, still here. This has been incredible. (laughs) Awesome. Let's see who uh, wants to share their next story
8: yeah uh colleen hawthorne would you like to share and then uh nasia long if you'd like to share after
7: you have a tremendous opportunity to reinvent your dealership today right now and to not take advantage of it would mean that everything that you just went through and are going through was in vain How about instead we build something new like Kevin did in Virginia who was up 37% in April or Mike in Wyoming who was up 90% in April or Bob in Kentucky who broke a 60 year record this past January. All of these dealers joined the 800% club and together we continue to work. Listen, I've done this before. I've helped build a monster dealership from the inside out and now I want to build one with you. You and your team? Deserve So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more.
14: Hey there, Jakey Bakey. Thank you. Greetings, David. And to all the mods and Glenn. Oh my goodness. Woo! My heart is just so full. I, um, I want to share about a good deed that I have had the pleasure of witnessing for at least uh two months now uh every day of the week and it occurs between 5 a.m and 11 a.m the miracle the good deed of this breakfast of champions room and the other like rooms on clubhouse is life-giving it's life-changing it's life-saving and it's you say, David, you know, you talk about the dose of uh, oxytocin and serotonin and um, dopamine. Um, by training, I'm a psychiatric medicine physician, so psychiatrist. So, uh, you know, that's what we we use meds and top therapy and so forth every day to increase those levels, those levels of uh, endorphins in people who, you know, they're too low and um, or too high in some cases and they cause imbalance in terms of their mental health functioning and physical health functioning. And so quite specifically on a biochemical level, this room and you mods and other rooms like this are literally changing the world from cell to soul. This is no small thing, the time that folks take to prepare the time that folks take to be here, to support one another, to elevate others, is literally changing the world. So grateful for Clubhouse, so grateful for these incredible rooms that elevate. They are absolute medicine for the soul, like no medicine that I can give to anyone. Literally, you guys is, are changing the world. Let's keep this space. Um, sacred. It is strong, powerful, real medicine. Thank you all. Thank you, Glenn Alpha Six and Lauren Lavender, forever grateful for you all for uh, bringing me to this room. One day when I came on, I just knew I had to continue to be here and follow. Um, Thank you, Dr. Roe, Vernita, all of you. God bless you. Powerful, strong medicine. Thank you.
6: I love it. Cell to Soul, I think, uh, is the next title of your book. That's uh, beautiful. That's exactly what giving is. It's from cell to soul. And we can utilize the conscious continuum from cell to soul by doing good deeds, receiving them, and witnessing them. And this is a blessing in my life. I want to also uh, recognize, recollect, acknowledge, acquire the knowledge of Jakey Bakey. I know we we tease him, but this young man, he wakes up early. He's usually on the West Coast. So uh, every Friday he's there and uh, doesn't have to do this and just uh, pours his heart out. And now he's on vacation. And in the middle of a vacation, I don't know, in my early 20s, this would be the last thing you'd find me doing. And uh, I am sure he did not have an early night on vacation on a on a Friday. But uh, I just want to give a a shout out for the good deed that Jake does to moderate this room every Friday for me, and for you and for Glenn and all of the wonderful cell to souls that we have here. Uh, So Jake, big shout out to you. And thank you for all the good deeds that you do uh, to provide this platform for people to share to accelerate grow uh, from cell to soul. Thank you so much. All right, Baker, enough of the mushy stuff for you. I love you. Keep this uh, room rolling.
14: We love you, Jakey Bakey.
6: Love you too, Dave, Colleen, <laughs> and everyone. It's, it's been an honor uh, moderating
8: this room. Uh, okay, moving moving on here, uh, Nasia Long. Nasia, if you'd like to share, uh, please unmute yourself. We'd love to hear your good, good deed that you've received, uh, given, or that you've witnessed.
15: All right, thank you for getting to me. Um, hi, everyone, my name is Nacia. Um, I'm gonna share um, giving um, it ha- someone did, um, about, um, talking to a therapist and, you know, they mentioned, you know, I don't have any money, but, um, they were like the exact, words was like, like, if you, if you are what you say you are on our clubhouse, um, I need to talk to a therapist. So I was like, okay, sure. Um, Because I don't therapist thing, so he was like, okay, and he started like writing me, and he had like so much to say. I'm like, um, no, I don't think that's gonna work. So let me get a, like let's, let's do a phone call instead, and uh, and he gave me his number. So um, yesterday I called him uh right after work, and we were on the phone for like a whole hour. Um, he had like so much to say, so much to share and, um, and you know, so many questions that he needed to be answered. So I was talking to him for that whole hour, you know, genuinely, you know, um, doing what we do in a way, but I, I did tell him that this is not therapist and stuff. But after that, it was like amazing. Like he was telling me, thank you and everything, like he appreciated. it. Um, you know, and I also tell him, you know, whenever he got something to say, he could talk to me and that felt nice. You know, I was like, wow, this is really what it feels like when you're done doing a good deed, you know, it's like, um, I'm helping others. And it's like, it's like nothing feels better. You know, like you guys say earlier, spending your money and other stuff and then giving it to other people, like that's two different things. So that was my good deed for, um, this week.
6: Ah, that is a gift that we'll keep on giving. Thank you so much. You know, we all have different capabilities, skills, knowledge, we all have a superpower. And, you know, sometimes it's a smile and a hug that changes people's life. You never know a wave, a hug or a smile, how uh, and what impact it has because we have no idea what other people are going through and where they're at. And, you know, there's so many stories about people that are about to give up and They need a sign, and you could be that sign. And I just want to encourage everyone to remember that and to allow themselves to answer the calling, to be the sign, to do the simple things that can change other people's lives. Uh, Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, Reset the room, Jake, so that people know as they are joining here. I see a lot of people have joined, so we know what we're doing and why we're doing it.
8: Great. Yeah. So this is the Breakfast with Champions 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time edition with David Meltzer. Today we're talking about uh, a good deed that you've done, that you've witnessed or that you've received. So feel free uh, to, of course, invite anyone at the bottom there with that plus sign. And then if you'd like to come on to speak, uh, raise your hand at the bottom there and we'll try to bring you up so that you can share. And then, of course, also everyone here is really taking the time out of their day to, to give back and learn from each other. So. All the people next to you take a quick second, follow the people on stage, and let's really create a incredible community here. So, with that in mind, uh, Natalie Chris, would you like to share a good deed that you've done, witnessed, or, or you've received recently? Or, uh, Christopher Colander, are you do you want to unmute yourself and share?
3: Hey, I didn't know that I was still up on the stage there, um, but I will share, um, something uh, that came about. Um, basically, um, every day we have a, have an opportunity um, to just encounter people that are a little, unfortunately, little, little less fortunate um, than most people. Um, and on this week, uh, a gentleman came by, and he really just looked like he needed some uh, some some di- information. Trying to connect on that level of inspiration that says, hey, I, I'm doing a good job and, and that I need some support. So we started dialoguing um, and we just got a chance to really build change um, numbers with him and just really make myself available to him. And he really was really grateful because he had, he had just had an argument with his father um, and was really just talking to him about the things that he had lacked in their relationship. But to encounter, to have an encounter with another male who is a father, Um, gave him some definitely some light and some inspiration to keep fathering his two children. So, you know, sometimes it's not just the tangibles, tangibles, but the intangibles that we have to offer people in terms of sharing our story, sharing our light and sharing our inspiration. I'm Chris Collender and I'm done speaking.
6: Ah, perfect example, Chris, thank you so much. Um, There's many lessons as well that can be considered good deeds when we're sharing those lessons either through, you know, teachings, mentoring and coaching, remembering, you know, the three ways that we illustrate things uh, is, you know, the differences in their teaching is explaining uh, to someone or showing them uh, by our acts of what it's doing. Coaching is bringing the best out of people. Uh, motivation is one of those tools uh, that can be utilized to bring the best out. And then, of course, mentoring is sharing our best. All three Mentoring, coaching, and teaching can be utilized uh, in this great continuum from cell to soul of how to do good deeds, receive good deeds, and witness good deeds. Uh, just an extraordinary uh awareness that can occur when we start down the path in the journey of allowing things to come through us, not to us as victims or for us buying things we don't need to impress people we don't even like, but instead allowing this great light to come through us these great lessons these great deeds to come through us with appreciation adding our value to them whether it's a pocket full of poker winnings or psychiatric care or chicken it doesn't matter a smile a hug it doesn't matter a lesson it doesn't matter allow it to come through you with appreciation adding your value your superpower to it and give it away when you give it away you will have a dose of happiness. You will give a dose of happiness and allow others who witness it to have the same. In other words, exponentially accelerating the one objective, the one mission of being happy, helping people make more money, help more people and have more fun with their lives. All right, Jake, we're coming to the last 15 minutes. Let's keep this party hopping.
8: Let's keep this party hopping. Uh, Sarah Ball, would you like to share?
16: I would. Good morning, superhumans. So, I wanted to hop in here because God put something on my heart. Um, I believe it was Lauren that was talking the other day about, you know, asking your parents, you know, how can you help or checking on your neighbor. And Glenn's show this morning was super moving about, you know, are you doing too much? Have you taken a break lately? And, Glenn, are you on by chance? You might be super busy. Yeah,
6: his, his phone keeps dying. He texted me, so he's on and off.
16: <laughs> okay, well, we can text him after the show. He probably won't hear this because his phone's dying. But I actually want to bless Glenn today with $250. Glenn, I want you to go out and have fun. I want you to take the kids, go get ice cream, go to the bounce house or the trampoline park. My gift to you today is fun, sir, as an appreciation for pouring into so many people and impacting so many lives. Today, I want you and your family to go have fun. So my gift to you is $250. Do what you want with it. And may you and your family embrace all that this world has to offer. And we love you.
3: Wow. Thank you so much. That is phenomenal. I'll definitely let Glenn know. That's phenomenal.
6: (laughs) You were here. That's awesome. That is so kind. And I think, you know, Glenn put so many hours uh, into all of us and uh whether you're a speaker a moderator a visitor a listener uh it's not easy uh, to do this one time a week for an hour i can't imagine every day for five hours uh, and i see uh, through the communication how much of a gift uh, glenn gives to all of us Uh, so make sure we all give our appreciation to glenn in whatever form that is uh please uh, reach out to him, give him his support. Uh, Good deeds should not go unnoticed. And I think that's the greatest deed that I'm learning here is this clubhouse and Glenn creating it. Um, I remember when it first started and uh, as I was mentoring Glenn, we talked about it and uh, talk about exceeding our dreams. You know, I always say faith is a ultimate GPS. Not only will it reroute us like a GPS, but it's the super GPS because it actually will change our destination to the better. And uh, that's what Glenn's been able to do with this clubhouse, the breakfast of champions. He's uh, changed it for the better, better situation or made our situations better. Uh, So uh, I also, Glenn, I'm going to send you uh, a gift as well to take your family off and take a break. Uh, Maybe I'll give you a free vacation out here uh, to California so I can be selfish and share in your vacation hours and you can enjoy the perfect weather that we have here in Southern California. All right, Jake, I know you've left me into the Hamptons from the Beverly Hills to the Hamptons, it's Jake. He doesn't mess around, keep it coming.
8: Okay, uh, Malika and uh, Malika Star, if you'd like to share and then after Malika uh, Naida, if you'd like to share. Malika, if you'd like to unmute yourself and share your good deed that you've given, uh, received or witnessed recently.
17: Hello? Hi, everyone. Okay, so I'm supposed to share my good deed. Yeah,
8: Yeah, a good deed
17: deed that you've you've done, witnessed, or that you've
8: received recently.
17: Okay, so my good deed that I have done is I'm big on community service. So I work closely with my church with a group called Celebrate Recovery. And our job is, well, not really a job, but our service is to help um, those recovering from their hurts, hangups, and bad habits um, to overcome the emotional pain. And so my work of service is to be committed and I show up every Friday to um, be a mentor, a coach, and a testimony about how God brought me through and I wasn't addicted to substances, but I was addicted to negative emotions and pain and setbacks and, and the loss of a, a, a marriage, a house, cars, all of that, and to rebound and know that God was a restorer. So I show up as that testimony, but I also give where I can. I'm a single mom, so I think my biggest good deed is um, when i see somebody in lack if it be food or anything i go out and i dig into my own pocket and i give back to that person so recently i had a friend who lost their job and they didn't have any money and so i went shopping for them can you hold on one second please
6: no problem that's beautiful though.
3: <laughs> yeah uh, uh, we just got to do that more I'm, as people
17: i love it i'm i'm back i'm back i'm s-
18: I'm
17: sorry. The um, the so, um, the, so, so when that happened, I thought nothing of going out and getting that person food enough for the week and then just checking on them weekly to make sure that they still were able to sustain. I rewrote their resume so they could send it back out and get other jobs. That has always rebounded to me. If I must be honest, there was a time when I was on food stamps. And if I had extra and my neighbor didn't have any, hey, come on, go shopping. I was good for giving my card out and saying, hey, I've got enough for me and my family. Here, go. go shopping, please. You know what I mean? I never want to see anybody hungry because that's a horrible feeling to have. So those are my, my good deeds go long because I am a person of service. The rebound of it now is I've got people like Renee Knorr and Dr. Christine who mentor me, coach me and bring me here. And it's connected me with wonderful people like Alpha Six. I'm about to start crying and listening to your stories of inspiration. That's the good deed poured back into me because it fuels me to keep keep pushing my dreams, keep writing, keep helping other peoples. I put a lot of my writing projects on hold to help people get their dreams out. And I was able to publish two books for two people that were um, needing their books published. So I did my first cookbook and another inspirational book for someone else. I sometimes put my dreams on hold to help others. But the rebound effect was that I was able to speak globally internationally. I had never spoke on an international platform before. And so God pours back into me. Um, I'm getting ready to move and I needed a venue and my pastors were like, you can use our banquet hall. You don't have to pay anything, you know? So my good deeds come back. What you sow, it comes back to you exponentially. So I always try to make sure that I am sowing good at all times so that only good comes back to me even being on this platform is a good deed
19: hey champions guess what the breakfast with champions podcast airs live every single day 5 a.m to 11 a.m only on the clubhouse app so make sure to download clubhouse and go check out breakfast with champions you're not gonna regret it see you there
17: because I am so inspired. And so thank you for asking me what my deeds are. And thank you for allowing me to share. I am a of star and I am complete.
6: Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> this is like a, a, a tear session for me because that was from the heart. And I want to thank also Alpha Six. Your name keeps coming up, my friend. And you always know those people that are impacting and continuing this uh, conscious continuum of giving and uh, you can see the ripple effect. We talk about it, we see it, but we have to experience it in understanding what we do by helping others, empowering them to help others. This is the key to empowering over a billion people simply to be happy by doing good deeds, receiving good deeds, and witnessing these good deeds and that's why in what we're doing here today sharing these uh christopher you may want to mute your your thing unless he's up next jake you want to go ahead uh and keep uh it's about seven minutes left let's get someone else up here and uh just be conscious of making sure we hand this off on time perfect hey, hey, yes, jake, do you mind if
19: i reply yeah. to david yeah. real quick oh please do sure so david first of all this is excellent because it's reminding all of us that each one of us is making a difference. And it it may have just seemed like life at the time, but these stories that were life are now empowering more people. There was a night, maybe in 2010, and it sticks out to me because it was an ordinary day. I was tired of being in the house, working on stuff at my desk. I decided to go to Starbucks. I'm in line, not even thinking about it. I hand the lady a $20 bill and she says, oh, here's your change. I, I said, no, just, give it to whoever comes in next, like just pay for the drink. And I sit down like right at the bar in Mission Valley here in San Diego. And I'm just reading the book, I'm not doing anything special. And this girl comes in, she's about 20 years old. She's carrying these big books under her arm and trying to keep her cell phone to her ear on the other side and she orders a drink. And she's trying to get one hand free to get a wallet. And the, the cashier, she says, oh, oh, don't worry about it, somebody already paid for it. And she starts looking around, she's like, who? She said, they told me not, not to tell you. She said, no, no, no. Tell me who? She said, I, I can't tell you. And then she, she puts the phone down and she starts crying. Like, she's like, I'm in medical school and I, I didn't, I'm just like trying to, I don't know if she starts tripping over words and she turns to the person behind her and says, I'm, I'm going to pay for yours. Okay. And they're like, Whoa, thank you. And that person got to the register and I'm at the bar and seven people back in a row paid for somebody until nobody was left. And the whole time I was just like sitting there trying not to actually look at it because I didn't want to like show. And I'm like, I wasn't even thinking about it. But that was seven people who helped people in front of you. So imagine all the people that every person who shared here was helped in this world because you stopped and did something different. So thank you for bringing this to the light. David.
6: Well, thank you for all the light that you share. And uh, I, I, I love the fact that that uh, story is synonymous with what you are doing uh, later here, 11 years later, uh, bringing people to the clubhouse, helping people with what they need is the same thing that you've done by paying for other people's uh, you know, order. Uh, you're paying it forward, you're paying other people's order, inspiring them to pay other people's orders. You can see the line is large that you've created uh, Alpha Six and Glenn and everybody else in here, not to point out, but I uh, have noticed uh, the impact that you've had, my friend. And let's definitely get together down there in San Diego. I grew up right there by Mission Valley and uh, still have a home in South Mission. So uh, I didn't realize you were so close to me. All right, Jake, we have about four minutes. I think we have time for at least one more person.
8: Yeah, I think, yeah, one or, one or two more. I know Naida was waiting patiently. Naida, if you'd like to share, that'd be great.
20: Thanks so much, Jake. Greetings and good morning to everyone. Alpha 6, that was probably going to be one of the points that I pulled, was that when you see giving being done and when you are the recipient of charitable acts, you in turn always would want to pay it forward. And I love that ripple effect. I definitely think Breakfast with Champions has that. Uh, Four, maybe five years ago, I was, um, I was, living life uh, and I, I learned that I was pregnant and I shared my news with obvious people and was immediately told that I was on my own with this. And hearing that it jarred me one, um, it, it gave me like a callous maybe, and I don't know how healthy or unhealthy that is, but I believe it was put there to protect me and mine. And then I started to immediately notice that I'm not alone, actually, that people were bringing me food randomly, um, groceries dropped off randomly, paying for food. These are complete strangers. This is before I was even showing. I just started to receive kindness. And to me, in my quiet time, it was just like a reminder from God saying, you're never alone. No, really, you're never alone. Like, no one even knew that I was pregnant and I would receive monies from people randomly in the mail. It's just a reminder that we are here to do just that, to show and be love to those that we encounter, whether they be homeless or complete strangers. I love standing in line and either receiving a gift card that I received from Target or passing it on to the person behind me. It has been done numerous times and I intend to participate in that exchange going forward. I'm so grateful to have had the opportunity to share and I can't wait to see you guys on this stage again. This is Naida leading with Love and Light and I am done speaking.
6: I love that. Thank you so much, Aida, for your patience and for you sharing uh, those lessons that can change people's lives as we've seen. I always say, dare to declare God's favor. That's what giving is the ability to create good deeds ourselves, receive them, which is equally as important. you got to be okay to receive good deeds. You can't give what you don't have. you got to continue this flow. You see, if the person second in line refused to receive the order, they would be incapable of giving it to the next person in line. So we want to make sure that we continue this cell to soul, as our dear friend stated, the cell to soul giving of being able to create a gift, to declare the favor of God to other people, allow you and them to receive it, and most importantly, allow people to witness it, share it. It's equally as impactful, those who give, receive, and witness. That's how we create this collective consciousness. That's how we raise the consciousness and the vibration for everyone to feel fulfilled, passionate, purposeful, and profitable you see you already are happy healthy wealthy and worthy you have to figure out by doing good deeds how you clear the interference between you and what you already are you don't have to go out and get it just utilize the cell to soul giving mechanism the exponentiality of giving the higher source the higher frequency that's created by the truth the truth of vulnerability of being able to be abundant by displaying your faith, that there's more than enough of everything for everyone. Even if you're on food stamps, we've heard the stories that there's enough of everything for everyone. And I want everyone to live in that world of abundance, of giving, receiving, and witnessing the great good deeds that we can do, the power of creativity that we've been giving. And please dare to declare God's favor on yourself, others, and many more. This is David Meltzer. It's been the Breakfast of Champions, 6 a.m. Pacific Time edition here early in Southern California, sharing light, love, and lessons every Friday with the incredible Glenn Lundy, who I'm so grateful for, and all of our moderators, speakers, and guests, listeners. Please come and join us at the Breakfast of Champions. Don't forget the 111 Sunday service. I was born on 111 at 111, so it's a special service for me. Uh, with all of my friends Glenn are you here or whoever next want to take this away good morning yeah.
1: Dave it's Kristen Kingsbury how are you this morning what a great oh, segment
6: you're just a beautiful soul thank you so much what a great handoff I feel like uh, a professional quarterback handing it off to I got Anderson. you here thank I you. am <laughs>
1: I love it. I love it. You know what I love is it's so funny because I prepare for these sessions and almost every single time that I follow you, what you have just talked about leads exactly into what I'm about to talk about. So I love it. That is amazing. Thank you guys so much. You and Jake bring so much good value to this morning. So thank you so much. And here I am. I got you. I'm taking over. So good morning, guys. Um, they just reset the room. But if you got any friends that you think need to be in this room, if you have not followed moderators or the friends next to you to the left and to the right, do so. That helps your clubhouse experience. It brings things up in your feet, and in your hallway that are just going to bless you by following people who are like-minded and just bringing motivation, education, and inspiration to them. So if you haven't done that already, go ahead and do that. But I I just, I love what Dave and Jake were talking about, about good deeds and about feeding your soul. And as you guys know, I mean, every Friday, my mission here and one of my huge missions in life is to help people build businesses that are profitable so that you can invest. And then you create this passive income. And the whole reason for doing that is so that you can bless others. And so... Um, I love the story of Starbucks. I can't tell you how many times that I've been, I'm a Dutch Bros fan. If you haven't had Dutch Bros, man, that is good stuff. But just a smile that is brought to your face when somebody takes the moment to pay for the guy behind him and it just goes on and on. I, I went through, I think it was Dutch Brothers one day and they were 63 in line that had paid for the last Or paid for the one before them and I just think think of how many smiles and how many blessed days when you start your day with something as simple as I'm gonna buy that guy a $5 coffee um, their whole day goes better because morning starts and you just blessed them so I just love this conversation I want to talk to you because I get a lot of phone calls about hey Kristen I want to start but and when I listen to People talk to me about wanting to start businesses or wanting to start investing or wanting to change their financial future. What seems to always come up in conversation is this limiting belief and it's a lot of times a limiting belief about money. Um, So today I want to talk to you guys about identifying limiting beliefs in your head. And what is it in your head that has kept you from starting? I had several conversations this week with people who chatted with me and were like, I've had this idea in my head for years, or, you know, I'm going that direction, but, and there's always this limiting belief in their head that keeps them from moving forward. And so today I just wanna talk to you about what is it that's keeping you from starting? What is it in your mind That you just keep telling yourself that's probably an untrue fact, but you're believing it to be real. It's probably subconscious and you've accepted it as reality. And it is keeping you from moving forward. And oftentimes, when we think about money specifically, we think about all these limiting beliefs about money and about why we, you know, why we can't make it, why it's not for us. And so, I'm going to give you some. some limiting beliefs that are common about money, and then we're gonna have a conversation about times that you've seen those limiting beliefs wrong, times that you've seen them squashed, just we're gonna disprove them all. So number one, people think that money is not important to them, it's only money. And I share that with you because if it's not one of your priorities, it's the reason that you haven't achieved success with it. If you're not prioritizing it, you're not going to have it. It's not important to you. Anything that you prioritize, I always I always equate uh, building wealth to losing weight. like it's it's a discipline, right? Um, and so just like if losing weight is your priority, if gaining money and gaining wealth is a priority to you, you will make it happen. If you don't see why it's important, it's not going to be important to your journey. I was talking to somebody the other day who I love dearly. She's a single mom. I'm so thankful. Um, we got her into a house years ago for super cheap because she took action on a crazy idea that I had. I, I I found this house. It was way undervalued. She was 20, shoot, maybe 21, 22 years old. And I said, just trust me on this one. They have this price wrong. I need you to go to the bank. I need you to get qualified for a loan. You need to put an offer in on this house now. She bought that house. Um, We we got it for, I think, $63,000, which obviously the market, I don't know where you're at, but the market is nowhere near that now in my area. But um, she bought that house for $63,000. In the middle of escrow, we found out that that particular house had been uh, priced as it was, they thought it was a a double-wide manufactured home, and in fact was just a rectangular site-built house. And so they were significantly undervalued. They tried to cancel the contract. I fought with them and did not let that happen. And little did we know that she would become a single mom down the road. But as a single mom, she's got a house payment that's about $250 a month, which is just unbelievable. And because she took action, um, she now is able to live abundantly in a four bedroom house on a couple of acres because she took action. And so, I was chatting with her the other day about, you know, how do we how do we get you even more? I don't ever want anybody to be dependent on somebody else for their income. And I'm like, how do we get you a little bit more so that you don't have to be worried about health insurance and you don't have to be worried about college educations or whatever it is that you dream of in your life? And she's like, well, money's not that important to me. Why, why does it matter? And so I I reiterate this to you because if money is not a priority in your life, you won't attract it. What you focus on, you attract. Um, So we need to start thinking of it differently. I want to challenge your thought of money for a minute. Think about money. It was really just created as an exchange for value. So if it's just an exchange for value, if you get money, in turn, that that re, that basically is saying that you created a lot of value for somebody. So instead of thinking of it as it's not important, we're going to think about it as how many people could we bless if we had it? Like so many of the stories that we've heard this morning. So another limiting belief is, well, if I have money, it's there to be spent. Like I'm not going to save it. I'm there to spend it. I I hear people all the time, you know, you can't die with your money, and which is true. You can't die. You know, if you die, you know, all the money that you've saved. Potentially blesses somebody else, potentially blesses generations of other people. But you are correct. If you die and you are not intending to share that money, you can't spend it. And so I hear a lot of people say, you know, well, it's meant to be spent. Well, that is true. And spending money and having nice things is wonderful. There's a time and a place, and you have to, just with anything else, be within. Um, live within your means and don't go overboard. Anything in excess is too much. Anything in moderation is fine. So in order to create financial abundance, though, you have to have money and you have to have a mindset of saving it and investing it. Investing it multiplies what you've saved. So when I'm thinking about, you know, it's not important to me. It's really just for spending. It's so that I can have nice things and I'm completely comfortable with what I have. I love Being comfortable with what you have because I truly think that having gratitude for what you already have um, gives you that abundant mindset it makes you feel great every day and what if and what if you could have enough to keep blessing other people so prioritize saving money finding systems and finding little I, I call them life hacks to save money I tell you guys all the time about how every single I, I'm a commission-based, um, I'm in real estate and I'm commission-based. So I never know if I'm gonna get a paycheck or not get a paycheck, it's all based on me. And so what I have done over the years is just make a percentage, I know what percentage of my income is required to run my business, and I know what percentage of all the checks that I can put away into savings for investment. And if you prioritize saving, it grows incredibly and it gives you the opportunity to invest. Now the reason that we invest is so that we can create passive income and not have to trade all of our time to get that money. Because what I've learned, I have a lot of friends who make a lot of money. And what I've learned is that no matter how much money you make, you'll always live paycheck to paycheck if you don't understand how to manage and how to save and how to grow and how to create passive income. So it doesn't matter if you're making millions, you can still legit live paycheck to paycheck if you are overdoing it. So number three is the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. We hear that all the time. And I think we're also living in a time where, um, there's a lot of sources trying to divide us there's a lot of sources trying to say you know rich people are bad they they just get richer and they steal from the poor and there's there's this this just time that we're in where we're being told this and what we be what we're told often enough we begin to believe
11: jack came forward and has
8: increased its sales by over 136% my name
18: is Travis Friday we have seen over 55% increase in
13: sales. And Jeremy Downing here. We finished our month off at not even a 20% increase, but a 30% increase.
7: Hey guys, Jean-Paul Guidry here. and I've experienced massive increases of 156%, collectively 125%.
19: My name is Kevin Stressnatter. We went an increase of 50%. 50%. We went from 50 units to 75 units. We got a 39% growth
7: in volume. This stuff works! I'm Glenn Lundy, creator of the 800% Club. The results that we've been getting out of the 800% Club are ridiculous. Everything that you just heard all happened in the first 90 days. So I want to open this up, helping more dealers across the country. We're now enrolling for 800% Club members. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more.
1: So I was reading through and I loved this quote. It said this is a really big excuse It's especially disempowering belief because it basically gives away your responsibility to care for your money and your situation When you give up responsibility, you lose power and you lose influence on your own life So replacing it with my financial reality is up to me I years ago as I began this journey and thank God for blessings of people and the people who had abundance so that they could give to us. The church, you know, when we were kids, um, mom mom didn't make enough money to even pay the bills and the church would come by and and bring us um, Thanksgiving dinner and, and, you know, people were constantly around us just blessing us and bringing us up and giving us faith in humanity and reminding us that we will always have enough. Like God will always provide for you and he will provide for you by using his hands and his feet, the people around you. And so like, as I went through that portion of life, I realized my financial reality is up to me. Nobody's going to do this for me. Nobody's going to give me anything. If it is to be, it is up to me. And I just started studying and becoming a student of money. Um, Truly rich people, are not stealing. There are some, there are always good and bad people, both rich and both poor. And there is an abundance and an ability to to share what you have created. It's more of your heart, it's more of your faith. If your heart and your faith are in the right place, the money that you've earned, you can bless others with. And, and I'm just thinking the other day, we were at a restaurant and the, this, beautiful waitress. She had the cutest little short haircut, bright pink. And I thought how fun that is just fun. And I commented on her hair and she said, well, I had to do that because I was diagnosed with cancer and I knew I was going to lose my hair. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to have fun as it's falling out and as I'm losing it, I'm just going to do something silly and fun. And she said, so I chopped it off and I dyed it, I dyed it pink. And I'm thinking to myself, it's Friday night, it's late she's telling me how she's been like in the chemo process. I know she's exhausted. And I think to myself, because I've worked and I've earned and I can bless her, we were able to drop her a $300 tip and sneak out the back door. And if that can, and I I say that because I wasn't able to do that all the time. Um, I wasn't able to bless people, but I know even though I never heard, I know that that blessed her in a way that at least she could go home and enjoy something, maybe just a day off, right? Maybe that, maybe that funded her day off, just a day of rest, whatever it was. But when you can build wealth, then you can bless others. And that's the reason for doing it. Um, number four, I'm just not good with money. I hear this all the time and what's the problem with that is it's it's garbage it assumes that you can't learn new things just because you have been bad in your past with money does not mean that you cannot be a student of wealth and change the habits that you have around money and i think to myself so often i've got little kiddos it is my responsibility to show up to manage money well to show them how they can bless others how they're not just consumers how we work hard so that we can play hard so that we can give lots right and it is my responsibility and my obligation to not just show this to my children but to show this to other people's children to to share this with just anybody i my mission in life is to be living proof of a loving god and if you have the means to bless people financially it helps you to go out and spread good at a greater level. So if I haven't convinced you to make this a priority in your life, you really should start thinking this way. I promise you, it will change you. Become a student of wealth. Just because you're not good with money now, doesn't mean that you can't change your habits. Learn to use money and to have have knowledge about building profitable businesses, um, creating profits such that you can go multiply it through investments, if you multiply it then you can just spread it even bigger. All right. So start thinking instead of I'm not good with money. Oh, I'm sorry. Number 5. My family has never been rich. It's not it's not my thing. My family wasn't that way. I can't do it. Again, what other people did has nothing to do with you. You are in control of you. You are responsible for you. The past does not equal the future. And I I have, I have a good friend, a very good friend, who came from um, a family of drug abuse, a family of homelessness, just a life that you would look at and you'd say, that poor kid, um, You just the, the road is not paved well for him. And I'll tell you, I'm so blessed to know him and it's so fun to watch him grow and watch him share. And if we talk about money as an exchange for value, this kid is about 45 years old and has created a net worth that is 19 times greater than the president of the United States of America. Think of that for a second. He came from poor and broke and he is 19 times more um, financially able to influence the world than the president of the United States of America, the man who leads this country. And I just think to myself at 45 years old that you could add enough value to other people's lives that they were willing to trade that type of money, and now this particular friend of mine um, builds homeless shelters. I one year for Christmas he went to Kmart and he paid off all the layaway for all the moms and families that had had to put Christmas gifts on layaway. And what I love about that is every year our our gifts for Christmas were on layaway every year. So it it's something that you can you you don't have to be old you don't have to have um the time you know it doesn't have to be family money it just has to be you taking responsibility for you creating a plan and taking action and gosh the impact that one single human can make is just unbelievable so start thinking that i can create my financial independence by becoming a student of wealth and taking action because again we know we can learn we can learn we can learn but if we don't actually go implement, we've done nothing. So don't overthink it. Um, I had a conversation this last week uh, with somebody else who I love very much. And they said, you know, I wanted to start this business. I've been thinking about it for 10, 11 years. I've even owned the domain for 10 or 11 years. And I'm, I finally just, I just got the LLC going, but you know, I just don't know if I can do it perfect. I just don't know if I have enough money to invest in the things that I need to get it going. I just don't know if people will pay for my services. And I tell you, as, as Glenn says all the time, you are a child of the most high God, uniquely made by the God of the universe. So go be that. You don't need anything else. God gave you every single thing that you already need. You will always have enough. Go take action on the talents that he gave you. Number um number seven. This one comes up all the time. You have to work too hard to get wealthy. People think that you have to trade your life and your soul to build wealth. And the truth is, Miss Rolanda, can you mute for just a minute? Or did you have a question? I'm sorry. Oh no, you're fine. That happens awesome thank you i'm way too add when i start hearing random noise in the background my brain just goes to another planet (laughs) um so number seven you have to work too hard to get wealthy you don't just get i mean yes you have to work hard you have to be strategic um you have to have a plan you have to execute but really a lot of getting wealthy has to do by adopting the right mindset and again finding what you have that is so valuable that people would be willing to trade money for it And then taking that money and investing in people, investing in, uh, I personally have lots of real estate investments. That's what I do. But we're looking for ways that through people, through investments, that we can multiply what we've worked hard for. So there becomes a time where, you know, working hard becomes, it's just, when you're doing what you love, working hard is not hard. Um, And really a lot of it is just a mindset towards money there is no quick fix. I mean, I think that's one of the things that is really a challenge in today's world is we're always looking to be a millionaire overnight. Like the truth is, it's like, it's like that picture of the iceberg that you see floating in the, in the water and you see just the peak of the iceberg and you see what, like, look how beautiful it is. Look, it looks just, uh, there it is, just, you see the top of it. But what you don't see is the, the, like several feet of ice underneath. And I don't know if you've ever seen that graph, but it's all the work that got put in to this point such that you can see the shiny on the top. And I think about Glenn when I, when I think about just hard work and showing up and, and really being strategic about this. Glenn called me when Breakfast with Champions started and he said, hey, you wanna do this thing with me in the morning? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I said, so, like, we're going to talk about it and have a plan, right? And Glenn's like, we're going to just show up. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, I'm a planner. It has to be perfect. And I have so often been that person who overthought taking action because I had to get it all right and get it perfect. And I couldn't release it if it wasn't perfect. And Glenn has taught me, just go. Just move. You make Showing it better up was as the you plan. go.
7: Showing up was the plan. <laughs> the plan
1: was <let's> just go. <laughs> just go. <laughs> But I, you know what, I love that because you know me, I overthink the heck out of everything. And I'm like, I'll take months to release something that could have been blessing people and be valuable because I'm overthinking it. And I have this same conversation with people all the time. Just go, you're adding value, you're already enough, you have the tools, go. You can make it better as you go along. And that's what I always watch you do and I love about you. So number seven, you have to work too hard to get wealthy that is such a limiting belief that holds people back. They feel like they're going to have to trade their whole life. And usually that's because they see that they have somebody else has done that. Um, But the truth is, is when you create lasting value for people, people will pay for it. And then you just invest in people and things that multiply your money. And then you multiply your money such that you can go be a blessing. So Start thinking, to get wealthy, I just have to provide real value for others and ask a price for it that is worth it. And that will be a way that you can start to build wealth. It is getting close to midway through the hour, so I'm going to reset the room real quick before I keep going on. You are in Breakfast with Champions, where we're talking motivation, education, inspiration, And if you know anybody who could benefit from this room, invite them in, bring them in, follow the moderators, follow the friends next to you. You will get a better experience right here on breakfast with champions and in clubhouse through doing so. And just right now, we are talking about some limiting beliefs that you have in your head that are keeping you from taking action and building wealth. So number nine, I hear this all the time too. And it's not even something that comes out in words but people think it's selfish to want a lot of money it's selfish it's bad it's evil i'm gonna i'm gonna end with that one because i know where we're i know where our mindset is but it's selfish to want a lot of money again money is just a representation of the value that you've created for another person it's a neutral medium it's not even it's it doesn't have a positive or a negative to it it's what you do with it If you bless people, then having a lot of money is a really huge blessing. If you are greedy and you take and you take advantage of, then it's the negative. But just remember, money doesn't have anything to do with the positive or the negative. Money is just the medium of which it represents the value you've created for somebody. If you're able to create value for others, doesn't that mean that more money means more blessings and more value added? If you use money to help people, if you reinvest and create more wealth so that you could give to the goods and services needed by other people, isn't that a blessing? So as we're thinking here, here's where I wanted to go with this conversation. The very last one that I wanna share with you is you've heard this a million times, money is the root of all evil. I know you've heard that a million times. And I know that a lot of times we choose to fall back on that limiting belief because it makes us feel better about where we stand with our finances. Oh, if it's evil, then we don't want to move toward it, right? So I want to challenge that because money is good for the good that money can do. And I want to share with you a story and then I want to open it up to the room and I want to hear your stories. Money is not the root of evil. Money is good for the good that it can do. When I was, um, I've, got a, I've got a little boy that years ago I was told I could never have kids. Um, and we lost several babies in trying to have babies. And it was our only dream was to have kids. And so I went through several doctors and went through that whole emotional roller coaster, probably one of the hardest roller coasters I've ever been on in my life. And I was I was recommended to go to this doctor in Scottsdale, Arizona. And Scottsdale, Arizona is probably one of the most expensive places on the planet, if you don't know. But I wanted these babies so badly that I really didn't care what the price for having them was. I was gonna figure it out one way or another. So nine months of pregnancy, driving three hours, two and a half hours to a hospital to meet with a doctor, and if you if you Remember pregnancy? Some of you, the the last month of pregnancy is like every single week, sometimes multiple times a week, especially if you're high risk, you're driving. So I was taking time off work to do those drives. Um, it was taking my husband time off work. Like we were literally stopping everything. And so not only were we making less money, but we were going to have this baby at this high end, expensive hospital with this high end, expensive doctor. And yet it was the only thing that mattered to us. So we really didn't care the price. So I remember laying in bed, I delivered that beautiful baby and the hospital called and they said, so will you be writing a check? You owe us $16,000. And mind you, I paid for maternity insurance for two years, um, which was like $900 a month. I mean, it was ridiculous. And still you get this medical bill and they said, will you be paying on your way out? And here we are, we're kids and I'm thinking, write a $16,000 check as I walk out the door, like, is that a thing, do people do that? And I thought to myself, well, how do I tell, apparently in, in, in a place where there's a lot of money, I guess they do do that. And so, um, and mind you, $16,000, you know, several years ago was a ton of money. And I remember thinking, I hope they take payments. Do they take payments in Scottsdale, Arizona? <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, I I did reach out to the front desk and I said, look, I can't just write a $16,000 check as I'm walking out the door. I didn't didn't know that that was a thing. And so they said, well, here, fill out this application. You can make payments. So I filled out this application. And in my head, I'm thinking, I've got a brand new baby. I'm not working for a while because um, I've just had a C-section. And so I'm not making income. My husband's not making or hasn't been making income because he's been committed to this drive with me. I hope to God that they take payments. I know that I probably am above the financial threshold for taking payments on something like that, but I'm just hoping because I'm scared to death on how this is going to go and interest is going to make it worse. And anyways, long story short, I apply, I send it through, nobody ever calls me and I'm like, okay. So I call her to ask what's my first payment. Can I write a check? And she says to me, we have this group of women who donate to the hospital and your entire medical bill has been taken care of mrs kingsbury and i'm like oh my gosh and i literally it still gives me chills to this day because i was such a scared kid thinking how am i going to do this and to make a phone call with the intention to pay a payment and to hear that other people were financially in a space where they could choose me as somebody to bless and they wiped my entire pregnancy bill clean off the books and i never made a payment was just freaking awesome and so for that I go back to money is the root of all evil is crap so I'm gonna open it up and I'm gonna turn on hand sharing because hand sharing hand raising (laughs) because I want to hear your stories of how some of these limiting beliefs that we've talked about um, how are some of these things showing up as bogus in your life talk to me about ways that you've been blessed and ways that you've been able to bless others because you've built the financial means to be able to do so. Miss Anna, hi, my dear, how are you? Anna, are you there this morning?
11: Hello.
1: Hello, talk
21: to me.
22: Oh, Kristen, can I just tell you, I adore you. So I met Kristen.
1: Hang on, let me see if I can
22: mute some people.
21: Yeah,
1: I'm not good at this meeting thing. Can I just mute her? Okay, go it. for it.
20: Hey, hi guys. You're gonna need to move him. I gotcha.
22: Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I love how God works. So I met Kristen a few months ago in Sharon Lecter's group mentoring program. And she is just, if anyone doesn't know her and is not following her, do yourself a favor, follow her, get connected with her. She's just an incredible human being. Um, Kristen, I've, I've never heard you speak on this topic um, because we're just usually in our group mentoring sessions together and I am completely blown away. Um, and you're speaking to my heart because I'm one of those individuals who, I've never had um, a guilt feeling about money or felt it's scarce or abundant, kind of neutral. But I completely agree and resonate with what is it that as we grow our businesses and support one another and collaborate, how can we use that for good? How can we bless other people? So especially to that point of, of money is the, is the cause of, root cause of all evil. I, I love how you help to um, cancel that out and debunk it because it's what can we do to bless others? And I, I know that I've done it in the past and that, you know, in ways like you have, you know, it could be as simple as leaving a generous tip, and or paying someone's bill. Well, something that we like to do is that uh, we go with our kids to restaurants, and and if there's just a family that we just feel touched by, or an elderly couple, or um, a military, you know, veteran, and we just pay their bill and, and anonymously and leave. I mean, the blessings that we can leave in the world, and and the just little breadcrumbs that we can bless other people with, because we're blessed by God. And I truly believe it's our responsibility to pay that forward in any possible way that we can. So um, I love, I I just love your message and I really want to find a way to help you um, just spread that, spread that out. So I just want to thank you. I mean, I just, I know that we've met each other over the last few months, but you have completely touched me today. So thank you and please everyone just get connected with her and follow her. It's just, um, it's beautiful what you're doing. So thank you
17: oh i'm
1: so glad that you're here this morning and it is so fun the connections that we make by just um, inserting ourselves into new relationships into new um i i have made more amazing friends in the last 12 months from just putting myself out there and and being here on clubhouse being in some mentorship groups and man there's some amazing people out there so thanks for being here because i adore you as well Somebody share with me, give me an example of when you have seen one of these myths completely debunked. When have you been able to bless, or when have you personally been blessed by somebody who had the ability? Hey, Let me. I'm for yes, you. Yes, yes, go for it. So in
19: 2015, I was at a Bob Proctor seminar in LA, and we were on a break, and a couple guys were like, hey, that that Think and Grow Rich copy that you just got from a uh, signed by Bob Proctor, you mind going over to the Grove and see if we could pick up, you know, a copy. But as we're leaving the, whatever, we were in a hotel, casino, not a casino, but convention center, we're at the light and this guy's standing on the corner and he's like, not even holding up a sign, but you can tell. And I said, hey, my man, and he comes over and I say, what's your name? He said, my name? And I said, yeah, your name? He's like, my name's John. I said, how you doing, John? He's like, no, 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 wait, wait. He said, no one's ever asked me my name. They called me homeless guy. They forgot uh-huh. he had a name. And I say, well, you have a name, you have a story and It matters, right? I said, what do you need? He said, I just need something to eat. I said, you need more than something to eat. What do you need? I said, i tell you what. And I reached into the the, the middle console and I pulled out my wallet and I just grabbed whatever's in there and I hand it to him, but I didn't look, right? And we continued to talk for a while, and the light turned grand. I said, hey, we're coming back, and I got something for you on the way back. So when we get to the Grove, uh, we get a copy of think go Rich for him, too. And before we, we were late back to the thing, we stopped by and gave it to him. But we explained why. Why do you need this, right? And I wrote something on a piece of paper with an email address. And the guys in the car on the way, they said, yo, my man, do you know what you gave him? I said, I don't. He said, I saw a lot of Benjamins, man. I said, it doesn't matter, man. It's not enough. Whatever it was, it was enough. The main thing we gave him was the time for him to say his name. And when we got out the car and we stood there and talked with him and then gave him Think and Grow Rich, that's what we really gave him. And I tell you, two years later, this guy sends an email, and I don't know who he is. It just says John from the corner or something. Then it pops into my head that it's the same guy. He said, hey, man, I want to send you back that money you gave me Gave me like $700 that day. I said, Brother, don't send that to me at all. If you are doing that good, where well, you can send it back to me, go back to the place where I happen to see you and find the next guy and buy him a copy of that book and stick $700 in every chapter or whatever chapters and let them find it as they go along. But don't tell them it's in there. Just give them the book. And if they never read the book, they're never find the money. He's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that. That little thing right there, like you just had a light and you think you're just doing something, you're just living life, and that moment happens. But I remember growing up, my mother would have lost her mind if she saw me do that because she would have said, "You, you could have gave that to this person. And if I gave it to that person that she said, they would have blew it, they would have lost it, they would have just been in the same spot as if nothing happened. But that meant so much that we spoke his name, that he listened to every word, followed it, and changed his life and then went on to change other people.
1: Come on. I love the way God shows up and he uses you exactly the way he needs to to use you. I had a gal that just brought a, a quick story to my mind that was just freaking cool. Um, my husband is a contractor and I had a generator in the back of my, my car that he w- wanted to sell on Craigslist. I hate meeting people for Craigslist. It freaks me out because I just want him there because I'm not a very big person and I just like... So he goes, no, you go sell my generator, you go meet this guy, like I don't have time. So I have this generator in the back of the truck and we sell this, I think it was a generator, that's what comes to mind. We sell this generator, the guy gives me $750 cash. It must've been better than a generator because that sounds like too much money, but um, but so we sell this generator, the guy gives me the cash, I put it in my pocket and I never have cash on me, ever, 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 I never carry cash on me, which I probably should so that I can bless more. But anyway i'm walking into the office and this gal who i've been helping through a violent divorce who is just like trying her best and has for years been trying to get on her feet she's walking out of the office and i said kristen where are you going and she said well i gotta go down to the property management company as you know rentals are like non-existent around here i had my name on a list for like a year and a half my name finally came up they need $750 deposit and I don't have any money right now and I thought like I just got chills and I'm like I have $750 cash right in my pocket like this is not mine this is hers and I handed it to her and I said you go to property management company and she looked at me and she just cried and I thought to myself god didn't put 750 exact dollars in my pocket on a day that I never do what I do so that I could not bump into her walking out of the office needing exactly that dollar amount like I knew what I needed to do and I don't know, God just shows up in the coolest ways. So thank you for sharing that story. That was awesome. Who else has a story? Let me see where I'm at. Um sorry, where am I at?
10: Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five. Five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day.
4: No, Kristen, this is Bernita Adele. I was just chiming in and saying outstanding. Thank you, Alpha, for what you shared. Kristen, your story, this, it's just a blessing today and grateful for God really puts us in the place for what we need to hear on any given day, and I was just blessed by both of those stories. Um, thank you, Alpha 6. Thank you Kristen, need and bernita Dunce.
1: yeah that's just it's just awesome when we listen and we follow direction
21: right we do what we're supposed to do
1: um let me think
21: somebody Dr. helped me out i got sidetracked where am i at with questions this is Dr. Melanie? i don't know who you called on um i don't oh. know anybody but if you had somebody i'll go after them go for it okay wonderful My dad has always shared Galatians 6-2 with us, and that's to carry another person's burdens in the way that you will fulfill the law of Christ. So even if we had something or didn't have something, you always pay it forward. And it's not to get something, it's just to bless those. And I've seen that come true throughout life, even times when I felt that I may not have had something but I'm able to help someone else. And I can see over the years how God has brought that back from many times of having you know, just a small meal being paid forward to even bigger things being paid that were unexpected and still that person has done that behind the scenes. And then more recently when uh, Giovanni went to heaven, just seeing people who didn't know me from Jack Adam like down my street throughout the world you know, send cards or bring a meal that was least unexpected. It just lets you know that uh, blessings are abound. And even if someone's listening in this room that feels like I don't even have a a dollar Well, the woman at the well brought what she could. And that's all it takes. It's not always monetary. It could just be a call saying to someone, I'm going to bless you with how are you feeling today or what are you doing? Those are when the smallest blessings become a beautiful, bigger blessing to someone else. So thank you, Kristen, for bringing that out. You're an amazing woman of God and I'll always appreciate you. With that, I'm Dr. Rowe and I'm done giving the mic back to you.
1: Thank you, Dr. Rowe, I appreciate that. Mark, I think you were up next with a question. Do you have a question or do you have a story to tell in which a time when somebody blessed you or you were able to bless another?
18: Um, thank you so much for this opportunity and and uh, to to sit around the breakfast table and and just listen and get the wisdom that's coming from everyone thank you so much this topic is so near and dear to my heart I was born in Philadelphia I was a um, I was number six of, of seven uh, member family and and uh, we grew up um, uh, in the in the uh, in the hood and uh, we didn't have much and uh, I looked around and you know I saw uh, we, we ate for breakfast the uh, breakfast of champions we had uh, the, the, the the foods um, provided by the government we had government cheese uh, we had government cereal puff of rice I don't know if many of you guys have heard of that um, you know and you know it was it was interesting because I grew up in a Christian family and uh, there was a huge disconnect between what I was reading in the Bible and what I was li- experiencing in life as a kid uh, and it just felt like I was living living life um, almost like with the phone off the hook, where I was disconnected from what I was reading and what life was, what I was experiencing in life. And and mom used to always say, you can be anything, you can do anything, you just trust God. And I was like, well, well, we don't have any money, mama. We go into the supermarket and I'm having to get Bobo's, uh, which is the the kind of sneakers that, uh, you know, they're not like the Brocads or the Converse. These were the kinds that you would, uh, they had plastic bottoms. And I'm like, you know, all my friends had everything. I didn't have much. and so. But mom always made it uh, for us to 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 believe that we can and we and and so she always she sacrificed. So her life was was a sacrifice for me. And I said, you know what, I'm not going to condone this. This uh, it's almost like a spirit of poverty, taking the oath of spirit of poverty. And I said, "Um, you know, I'm not going to continue to condone that. So what I found over over time is, um, you know, the word of God is 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 um, is is true. You know, God is God said into the Lord said that I came to give you life and life more abundantly. So well, where is this abundant life, Lord? And he said, it begins with me. You got to trust me. And so having many conversations with him, he began to show me that if you trust in me and not trust in this world, I will I will make you rich. You are rich. You are validated. You belong to me. Um, I've been I've been trying to chase you down, Mark, for a long time. So he said that we are our biggest you know, now from a financial perspective, we are our biggest asset or liability. And it starts with you. You know, so a lot of people ask me all the time, "Well, Mark, well, you know, um, you're in the financial area. Where, where should I invest my money?" I said, "You should invest your money in yourself. You're your biggest asset or liability. So it starts with education. So financial literacy is is really what we need to do to to try to in, increase our value. So um, as I continue to um, to to help other people understand the, the value of, of knowledge and education, um, I was I was uh, reading a book by Rich Dad Poor Dad and he talked about how money is you know is is uh is your employees so uh that knowledge and it really kind of enhanced my thinking on how i treat money and so now i use money as as employees and i invest it so in order to invest you got to have knowledge and so um uh, last night i was reading um i'm studying for the series 65 license uh, license because again you know you have to invest in yourself and um my wife um you know she came down as was five o'clock in the morning said what are you still doing up i said honey i said i'm i am studying I said because there's somebody out there's gonna need this education. Someone's gonna need, you know, to sit down and, and try to and, 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 um, to learn more about uh, their finances. So it it you know, I'm I'm blessed to be able to do that. And so um, you know, it's been a tremendous blessing to be able to assist and help people through uh, those challenges. So um, um, I just thank God for increasing uh, increasing me with uh, with this truth. So the truth is the things that will, will make you make a man free. So um, it's in, in bunking all those, like you mentioned, all those things about uh, the mindset around money and money is evil or not. It's not either evil or, or bad uh, or good. It's uh, what you do with it. So I uh, just wanted to share a few of those things that, um, that God has allowed me to see to be able to be a blessing to others. Thank you.
1: I love it. Thank you, Mark, for sharing. That was awesome. Dr. Emman, did you have a story to tell us or a question to ask? Are you here?
7: good morning everyone uh no i'm here just, just I'm, I'm learning listening uh, everything is so awesome for me and now is full of life lesson and uh, to be honest the, the way i'm treating and i'm learning from breakfast with champion is kind of like i'm kind of like a miner, and uh here is kind of a, a gold mine for me i learn things here and spread it outside in my social media and for me it's blessing to be around all of you guys and yeah i'm I'm so grateful and uh thank you all for sharing
1: Awesome. I find that we, if you haven't been new at something in a while, go try being new at something. It's really interesting and it really grows you and really stretches you. So this is a great place for you to be new at something and learn and grow and just become a better version of yourself. I love that. All right. So I've clearly messed up the... Uh, who's next for questions so go do me a favor and flash your mic if you have a story to tell um a story to share of when you've seen a blessing or been able to be a blessing miss elizabeth go ahead and share for us
0: hey everybody i want to say thank you to dr Rowe for pulling me up on stage i love you dr roe um so i want to just say that meeting dr roe has been a huge blessing for me because Unfortunately, we both share um, a loss of a loved one to suicide, and um, I lost my father when I was 20 years old, and what's interesting is that that passing was 20 years ago, and I had gone immediately into therapy, gotten so much support, so I was very, very, very blessed. Um, but what's interesting as a woman who's forty years old, who is now serving other women at my highest level. And I want to give Patrice a shout out. I see her in the audience. I love Patrice. She just joined my program. I love you, Patrice. Um, I. What I don't know if this has happened to any of you, but when you feel like you are fully, fully stepping into your Dharma, stepping into your purpose, stepping into the reason why god source divine energy has planted you on this earth and you are serving at your highest level what ends up happening is all of your muck and all of your shadows and all of your limiting beliefs will rise to the surface and i used to kind of be afraid of that and now i realize that when those come up it's just such a beautiful opportunity for me to go back inside And I'm actually out on my daily walk right now in nature. Um, It's a spiritual practice for me. But I guess just coming back into my with Dr. Rowe, I think what I realized is even though that passing was 20 years ago, and I thought that I had done like all of the grieving and all of all of the therapy and all of the work around it, what I realized is Clubhouse is actually given me an opportunity to meet other survivors, other thrivers, other people who have not just with suicide, but who have been through really intense pain and loss. And I didn't even realize how much I needed that, that I needed to just know that I wasn't alone in my journey. And it also made me realize that I have further to go. In terms of forgiveness of my father, forgiveness of myself, and I just I'm I love I love this journey of life. I think that's what it comes down to. Is I'm blessed because I've I've always just had this thirst and passion for life, and that's a seed that was planted in my heart. And I am here to serve others at my highest level. So I guess it's a little roundabout way of answering your question but i just want to thank dr Rowe for just being so open and vulnerable about her story because it's really inspired me to do the same so i'm elizabeth and i'm going to pass the mic
1: back i love it it is interesting the relationships that we make um like you say what what you focus on you get and so you start seeing those people around you that you need to connect with um and it just like God will align you with the right people at the right time, and you, you get to become a blessing. And what I keep thinking back to is a lot of the phone calls that I get about the financial side of things are, I want to go be a blessing. This is my talent. This is my passion. I want to work in my talent and in my passion, but right now I can't give up my job. And so... This is what makes me passionate about teaching people to build profitable businesses is so they can go shine their talent and be their best self and financially be sound enough at home that they can take the time, whether it's time off work to do it or to focus on it or time, you know, the money to invest in the business. Um, it. it I hate to tell you, but so much is a requirement. Money is a requirement of so many things and moving the ball forward and being able to bless people with your story and um, just with the message that you need to be speaking. So I love, thank you for sharing in the connections. I love it. Miss Kayla, did you have question or a
23: question or a story to share with us? Oh my goodness, I'm just happy to be here right now. Thank you for inviting me up. <laughs> um, I don't wanna to take too much of the time but if you can hear me okay I definitely wanted to jump in and say everything you guys are speaking about is definitely reflecting on my life and many of us around this as well Um, one of the talks I had this morning was a guy who transformed his whole entire life around giving back And the moment he was able to go and travel around the states and give back to people and how that changed his life so hearing your guys' stories are awesome Um, I could talk on this for hours um, <clears throat> real quick, I just wanted to say with my life, I went through some insane struggles recently and kind of, I want to say more of like an ego base. So I, I kind of dealt with battling more of an ego base and then ended up, Oops, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out who's making that racket. Doctor. Okay. Sorry. I have a really bad connection too. We're out in like a small okay. town. So. No, you're good. I hear you. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Okay. Awesome. No, you're totally good. Um, So I just wanted to say how it was able to help my life. I ended up more of like an ego-based mindset and I realized it was very dark and very consuming. And I'm currently coming out of that now in the awareness of giving back and that self-awareness. And I don't know, I just wanted to say that. And for me being on the board right now, it's just kind of random. I'm currently like getting ready to go to my current job right now so that's what i'm at and i don't know yeah i just want to tap in say hi to everybody and i hope everybody has a great day like i said i could talk on here for hours but even just tapping in with me and i'd love to learn and grow with other people as well like i said i'm a very i'm a young soul ready to learn and yeah just kind of giving you an idea of my story i'm sure i could talk my stories for hours i'll probably have to write a book or something (laughs) i love it that's awesome that is awesome I, you know what, just
1: connecting and kind of getting clarity on your story and how to use it to bless other people is half of the journey. And it's what we're doing every day, all of us. So love it. Love it.
23: Thank you so much.
1: Yes. My pleasure. Have a great day at work today. Who else? Who's got a... Who's got a story i know you've been blessed by somebody i know you don't believe that money is the root of all evil and i want you to crush that limiting belief i know that money can often be tied to ego and i think a lot of times we work 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 and we'll be in that i love that you mentioned the ego-based mindset because a lot of times we will be working for money to win the award. to you know it is an ego-based mindset and there's nothing wrong with that because sometimes that motivates us to get there But then at some point, I mean, Tony Robbins will talk to you about significance. At a point you shift and you realize that you can make all the money in the world and it means nothing if you can't be significant and bless others. And so um, the point at which you realize that all the hard work you've been doing, you are actually a steward of God's money and you get to bless other people and see lives changed is so much more powerful. And honestly, it's selfish for me. Like I love to see how people um, how how people who take it and pay it forward and like Dave was saying, you have to receive it so that you can pass it on. Uh, I just think shifting from working for the award to working for the blessings of others is really super powerful. Tell me a story. share with me a time that you've been blessed or a time that you've been able to bless who's just pop up on and say hello. Hey hello
24: this is oh hey this is antoinette speaking um thank you Kristen. hi thank you for giving me the floor and um before i get my comment on everything make sure you guys head to the green house at the top and follow breakfast with champions because they hold some great rooms and you definitely want some motivation and inspiration so um, i'm gonna do my best to be quick with my comment um i feel like money is great but when you hear the quote the love the love of money is the root of all evil, meaning that when you let money rule you, causing you to do crazy things for it, you sell your soul and it makes you lower your standards and value. That's what that quote mean. Um, the quote is basically saying that money is not evil, but when you start loving money more than your family, more than yourself, and you're using it in a destructive way that can become harmful, then then that's what that means. Um, there's nothing wrong, though, with wanting to be wealthy because money... Can bless so many people including yourself you want to be able to bless others with your wealth you want to comfortably take care of yourself um and your family with no limits pay your bills and wealth can definitely help push you ahead um i love blessing other people whether it's financially giving advice uh being a shoulder to cry on and etc I've, I've gave money to the homeless charities i've randomly blessed people with money i've randomly uh pay for people groceries and the whole nine all because of money. So money is not a bad thing. It only becomes bad when you let it rule you, when you let it lower your standards, when when it makes you lose your life morals and things like that. Now sometimes you do have to be careful who you bless with the money because you don't want to add to self-destruction. I got to keep it real. I've had drug addicts, um alcoholics and etc. ask me for money before. And I was aware of their condition, the the condition they were in. And instead, I gave them advice to help. And I offered them what they needed. You know, if they needed food, clothes, et cetera, instead of giving them the actual money, knowing they would use it for wrong because I'm not going to contribute to feeding your addiction and I don't want to give you money and then you OD the next day. You know, so be careful who you bless with the money. Um, There's nothing wrong with wanting to be wealthy. You should want to manifest generational wealth and success we were put here on this earth to serve and bless each other so god bless us and bless the world with the gift of money to be able to use in the right way and not for destruction or misuse so this is antoinette speaking uh with the exotic glasses and i'm done thank you for the floor
1: so good so good so good yes you have to hold your money accountable and you have to make sure that it's going to places that are going to lift people Um, And yeah, been there, seen that, and it can also be the destruction of lives if you use it in the wrong way. Thank you for that share; that was awesome. Thank you. Who else? Somebody share with us. We got a couple of minutes. Share with me a blessing or a time that you've. Hey, I just just wanted to
5: say something real quick. Go for it. This is Honey Shakur. I wanted to say this. Um, I see a lot of the times on the internet and social media, people bless people and they post it, they gotta post it, they gotta make it, they gotta make people aware of what they're doing for others on social media. It's so much stuff I can say that I do to bless people, but I I never post it, I never share it, I never need validation. Start just being a blessing to people in your everyday lives and and not having to share it to social media because that's the real blessing. Whether it's a little small stuff, I notice sometimes, even when I'm just in Starbucks line sometimes, the person in front of you will pay for your coffee. Stuff like that is a blessing that may not be big to you, but something like that may be big to the next person. So even if you don't have a lot of money, cause everybody's not, you know, rich or have a lot of money to get, even if, even if it's just a share of a, of a song or a flyer or a, or a post that you in your story or anything, carrying some elderly lady's groceries to her car for her or washing somebody's car for them or giving them a coupon or giving them a business card to get a service small things start with that and stop having to announce everything publicly because God knows, God knows what you're doing. God is watching each and every one of us and he knows our heart and he knows where it's coming from. So when it's not genuine, people know that. And so just what I'm trying to say is try to be a blessing to somebody every day in your life, whether it's something small, something free, something big, something major, something not major, try to be a blessing and and don't, and always don't have to share it. And Talk about it. Just do it and move aside because the bigger blessing will come from God Nobody else may know what you did, but God sees it and it will come back abundantly It's so many times I bless people and I never ever Have to worry about finances I don't have to worry about that because I'm such a blessing that my God he pays me back for it every day rewards me for it with my everyday life by good health by family by love by genuine people around me, by support, by rooms like this where we could connect with different individuals. So just be a blessing, keep your mouth closed about it, and move in love and move in light, like my sister Antoinette said. And with that being said, I, I give the mic back to you, Chris
1: awesome thank
5: you thank you make it be a part of who you are right it's not about
1: who sees what you do god will see what you do it's about make it a part of who you are every single day with that i'm going to leave you with a challenge i want you to think of somebody or some way that you can be a blessing this weekend it is friday um lots of you know the weather seems to be beautiful good things are going to happen and it is friday how will you bless somebody who will you bless i challenge you to go bless somebody this weekend it is the top of the hour thank you so much for joining us this morning in breakfast with champions where we are motivation education inspiration we are here to lift you up and love on you follow the club um, the little green house at the top follow the club you will hear us every single morning um 111 club 111 on sunday is an awesome church service be here with us, contribute with us, grow with us, and love you guys. Have a very blessed weekend.
17: Love you more. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank Have you, a great guys.
23: Bye, thank
24: guys. You. Thank you. Thank
23: you. Uh, thank
8: you. Have That's a awesome. great day,
24: everyone. Weekend. Awesome. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.
3: Cheers.